0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the PS Blue Podcast, available everywhere. This is episode 18. We have some exciting announcements and a new segment that we're going to be talking about. But before I get into all that, I wanted to introduce Vinny, my cousin and co-host. How are we doing today? Exciting times, Anthony. I'm doing great. Just wonderful. What about yourself? I'm doing very well. Uh, I I wanted to make these announcements, so we're going to do another giveaway $20 for episode 20. Again, there's going to be a secret phrase in episode 20, somewhere hidden in there. It's not going to be in the beginning. It's not going to be in the end. You're going to have to really listen to the episode, but we are going to give away a $20 PlayStation Store card on episode 20. Our our, our marketing team is really starting to up our budget. So it's <laughs> <laughs> I love to see yes. it. We also have a new segment. Uh, that we are introducing, it's called backlog battle, and uh, it's it's going to be sort of something that happens over the course of maybe a month, maybe a six weeks, something like that. Uh, you know, I, I will talk about it when the times are when the time is right. It's probably going to happen right around for your consideration. Um, so get excited for that as well. Um, one more piece of housekeeping: half of our episode didn't record last week so that's really fun so so the episode was only like 23 minutes um i apologize for that hopefully it won't happen again uh i tried to pick there was was part of one segment got cut off we talked about lies of p but we didn't get to i didn't get to really get into it and we made fun of the 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 donkey king voice or it was something like that it was really funny and and we don't have it so really bummed out about it but we'll have to talk about lies of p later because i am really excited for that game um but that was two episodes ago just just to reiterate that was so last episode if you're listening now sorry we do everything a week ahead so last episode episode 17 should be fine but episode 16 was uh the console warriors are back a big chunky meaty 23 minute episode so again apologies there um (laughs) Vinny, what did you say
1: Oh nothing. I was saying we we held nothing back. It was at oh my bar.
0: <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> big chunky, meaty twenty three minutes.
0: So we're yeah. gonna get we're gonna get into what we're playing. Uh I want to do the quote of the week right now, uh, to sort of rope everything back in. So Vinny, this is something I said in your defense in regards to the mispronunciation of the word Gollum and the mispronunciation of the word Atreus. Vinny, what did I say? Okay, Anthony. Last week you said, "quote,"
1: and I appreciate this. By the way, of course. <laughs> Before I say it, you said, "quote," go easy on Vinny. That's all I'm trying to say. You all are a bunch of monsters. End quote. <laughs> so I appreciate you defending me. In just when you do podcasts such as these, you're inevitably going to pronounce something wrong, and of course yeah. it is icon an, an iconic playstation character which makes it even worse because we're on a playstation podcast yeah and golem so who cares what did Gole you say them? what did you say atreus I'm more offended a- by a- a- eight
0: uh, eight atreus atreus that's atreus, atreus. That's how, yeah. i was saying
1: atreus yes, yes. and it's atreus uh, and
0: we can't say we can't say what his real name is because that's an insanely uh big spoiler for that's right. god of war that's so right. we're not going to say what his actual and i almost slipped and said it during that when we were sort of Trying to defend you here, but listen.
1: Yeah, so, Vinny's job is hard. Okay, <laughs>
0: and, you, that's a good point. I didn't even think about. It. I didn't even say his real name wrong. So no, no, it's good defense. No, no, no. Yeah. So <laughs> I just, I just wanted to, uh, you know, go, go back to this and 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 just let let everyone know Vinny's gonna mess up again. I'm not. I'm never gonna mess oh, up. Oh yeah. Every- uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> now I got my. That's gonna um, bite me in the ass so I'm bad this episode. I guarantee you. you. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Vinny, Vinny, what are you playing? Are you playing anything fun? I, I, I'm i playing a bunch, oh, and you're not going to believe the oh games man. I'm playing, but you tell oh. me first.
1: So, I'm um, we're going to talk a little bit more about Overwatch 2 Impressions. I've had the opportunity to play that a good amount. I'm trying to think of what else I've been playing in general. A little bit more cyberpunk, and it's still a lot of fun. I, I've probably put in about four four or five more hours since the last time that we talked about it. I don't know if I'm going to beat it. I'm I'm kind of questioning that now. I was ready to go at first, and and now I'm kind of like, okay, I, I don't know. Maybe it's soured on me a little bit. Uh, The game is, is still a lot of fun, and I'm hoping that I get the opportunity to go back to it. Uh, But it, it definitely surprised me with how good it was. I, I'm actually really enjoying it. so I'm hoping that I go back to it, but we both, you, you sort of reach a point with a game where now I'm, probably five, six days removed from playing it, and I've reached that point where it's like, okay, now it's kind of a big commitment if I go back, because I have to refamiliarize myself with the story, and it, it can just seem like a, a daunting task sometimes, especially with these RPGs, so I'm hoping I muster up that courage to go back to the Cyberpunk universe, uh, because I was really enjoying it, but Overwatch 2 came out, so that kind of just derailed everything for me gameplay wise and and like i said I'll, I'll we'll give some impressions on that later
0: um but yeah that's that's pretty much it for me what about uh what about you so i'm playing two multiplayer games right now which is like oh my god i wow. never wow. thought i would be playing one Whoa. yeah i'm playing death verse let it die which yeah. i had a video on our channel about it and uh people are really loving it i'm loving it too it's it's a very interesting take on a battle royale uh, but I'm going to have to, my, my, my calves really hurt from how much backpedaling I had to do the, the last two weeks.
1: <laughs> so, uh,
0: but, but yeah, so I'm playing that. Uh, I've been playing Overwatch 2 a lot, actually. I probably put wow. in maybe, maybe three or four hours since the game came out um moira i don't know if i'm i'm oh here we go with the mispronunciations i probably mispronounced that character's name. myra
1: i i call her myra
0: but whatever that's the character i've been playing because it's easier to queue up for support it's just faster um and i've been playing by myself just to sort of re-familiarize myself with the game and and uh we'll talk about that in a little bit because we have a whole talking point dedicated to overwatch 2. Uh, The one game I wanted to talk about before we get into these topics is uh, Horizon Forbidden West. And it's interesting that you said that thing about Cyberpunk 2077 and how a game will sort of uh, have that commitment will sort of, uh, you kind of have to make a decision. Am am I going all the way with this game or not? And I thought I was at that same (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Vinny's thinking of different jokes that he could make right now i can see it I in his face but <laughs> anyway so um i thought i reached that point with horizon uh forbidden west and and here's i finally figured out what was wrong with that game for me i finally it like finally clicked for me horizon forbidden west there's two storylines in the game right there's this very surface not i don't want to call it surface level but for lack of a better phrase this this sort of uh, let's call it an interior conflict, a micro conflict that's happening, uh, underneath the surface, you know, and then you have the smaller conflicts between the tribes or different communities in the, 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 you know, new world that inhabits horizon. But you also have this macro level conflict where there's project Gaia and all this, this stuff happening with, with, uh, I don't want to give any any spoilers away, but but let's just say it's it's a sort of a larger than the scale of 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 the small communities and the tribes and and those those conflicts, okay? I really enjoy the the bigger scale macro conflict and story, but I finally realized I just even though these worlds are beautiful and the game is probably the no it is. It's the most gorgeous game I've ever played. Um and 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 just the the attention to detail in the art direction is just just second to none it's so so amazing what gorilla games did here i don't care <laughs> about the story i just don't i i don't care about this tribe's relationship with this tribe so in in the main quest i am watching all the cutscenes and you know there's characters that i like like arend and Obviously, Aloy and 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 those big, big, big characters, um, that that I I, I do pay attention to the story, and I'm not skipping any cutscenes. But when I'm doing the side quests, they're written so well, and I, I just don't have the time. I don't have the time to sit there and and sink into these side quests. But it's necessary to level up enough to get to go on with the main quest. So when I just sort of removed myself from that story and focused on the open world gameplay, just day to day open world, checking boxes, doing this, doing that, the game completely changed for me. Like when I tell you the game completely changed, it completely changed. I just really? I don't I, I just skip all the cutscenes. That's literally all I was doing for, oh for all the side quests. Yeah. What did you say? I didn't hear I was you. Say,
1: you know how much hate we're gonna get because you're basically saying that the game is great because I'm skipping every story segment involved. In
0: no, 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 um, no. Listen, not before the main you story. In.
1: The side, the side. Before story, yes, the side, the side yes. quest
0: stories. It's they're all written really well, and I'm like sort of I, I I'm glossing over it, right? But it's yes. it's really meaty, and and that's it's a compliment to the game. The problem is, is that I I I was not planning on, I was planning on just going through the main campaign and that's it, but you can't do it. I'm playing it on very hard, which is just one notch. It's the second hardest difficulty, whatever, because I like, I like playing my games a little bit harder. I like to use all the tools at my disposal and I see the way that the game scales. You sort of have to do the side quests. So I just said, forget it. I'm going to fast forward all these cutscenes. I I get the gist of what's going on again, written very well, not a disservice to the writers not a disservice to the people that that wrote these side quests. It's just too much for me personally. When I did that and I just like explored and and really like let my guard down with the game and 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 uh, just just did whatever I wanted and and stopped putting so much pressure on the story. The game, it's it, it's it's so good, man. If 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 Elden Ring wasn't a thing, this would be, would easily be my game of the year, easily. Oh wow. Yeah and like i said like i said the macro level story the larger overarching things that are at play is great i love it it's just i don't really me personally i i just it's a little it's not even that it's bad it's just slow it's just slower than i can really sink my teeth into right now as far as the uh the different tribes battling each other. There's di- certain communities are at war with other communities and there's like a political sort of thing happening. I, I just, I-, I decided I'm just going to try and, you know, dislocate myself from that. I didn't mean to go on that long of a rant, but what? No, it, it, do you have it, any comments on it? No, it actually makes sense to me. I think that I've personally
1: reached a point, it's just it almost feels like I kind of came to a realization of RPGs just really aren't my thing, like big war- open worlds just really aren't my cup of tea. And it's funny that you brought this up, this sort of change of, of the way that you approach the game, because where my mind was going, at least, was kind of like, I, I guess you're approaching these side quests almost as if like the Death Stranding story mode was where it's just you can kind of hang back, chillax, right. explore right. the world. You're not really focused on the story because you know, and, and I suppose, you know, skipping cutscenes. And I loved Death Stranding for that. And it's kind of checking boxes, appreciating the world that was made. And that, that 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 to me is actually a really cool approach and a very uh interesting approach. I certainly think because I'm at the point with that game there is zero chance that I'm restarting the campaign again. I can't do it. I've already tried it three different times and it lost me. And I think it lost me for a lot of the reasons what what you're describing, which is just, it's too much. Like, I I just just can't. And it's a part of being an older gamer. Time is more valuable, blah, blah, blah. It just, that's the reality of the way that I approach games. I just don't have the time and, or the, you know, patience, to be honest with you, to go on all these different side quests. I'm kind of a, you know, I I it's just difficult to do that. So it's funny that that's the approach that you're taking because I think that's a really good way to fix a lot of the problems that I personally had with yeah. the game. And And like you said, it's not a detriment to the game itself. You know what I mean? Because I know that people are saying amazing things about the side quests and how well they're written and all of that good stuff. And
0: that's all great, but... It's um, true though. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it, the last thing I'll mm-hmm. say, last thing I'll say about Horizon Forbidden West and and sure. I really just wanted to make this point because it was it, like the whole game did a 180 on me. Like I I was enjoying it but now I'm I'm loving it. I'm really loving it. Um it's dense. The main storyline is dense. The side quests are also dense. Again, it's very well written just like you said it, it there's there's been a lot of praises for the way the game was written in in the side quests and the main quest the whole the whole game is it's written very well very very it's different too the way they set it up but when you remove that the pressure of following along with the intricacies of these side characters that may or may not matter along the line and you just you just do these less important side quests and you skip through everything and just sort of get a gist for what's happening. And, and it, it makes it easier to come back to the density of the campaign, like the the main story campaign, because you haven't had to sit there and, and digest names and, and, and motives and all these things. You, you sort of just are relaxing, like you said, and and hanging out and playing the game and, and, Impressing, being impressed by the graphics and, and it, it like, I need to stop talking cause I'm going to go in circles, but the graphics, I sent you some pictures Vinny today I was playing and I said, I didn't know how to upload it to, to my computer other than using a USB. And I wasn't going to go through all that, but I sent you some pictures on, on your PlayStation account. Uh, I don't know if you got it or not, but I, I, I literally had to stop playing and take a picture and I don't do that in game. I just don't, it's not, something that I do. And I was like, this is too, it was the way the sun hit the, the, the tree or the bush that was standing next to me. And I was like, God, this is like, this is next gen. This is next gen. And, and when I, again, when I, when I got away from plot points, the, the, the level of detail, and the level of the expert level of game design really was shining that much brighter for me. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really all I have on that. I I, I I am begging you, Vinny, to play Horizon Forbidden West. Like you got to play it. Maybe approach it the way I'm approaching it now. I'm, I'm telling you, you got to play this game.
1: OK, well, it's noted, Anthony. It's one that I have to go back and get my seventy dollars worth. I just have to.
0: <laughs> yeah, and 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 so my goal is to beat it before God of War comes out. Because yeah. as soon as God of War comes out, I might that as well delete sense. Horizon off my hard drive. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Delete <laughs> everything else off your hard drive. Yeah. Also, they're they're yep. too
0: similar. But anyway, let's mm-hmm. let's dive into the episode. I, I I know I said a lot there, but I just it was really weighing on me. All those things, and this is also weighing on me though. Sony's customer service. Oh God. Okay. So let me let me give you the setup here. We, we talk about how a, a lot of little things have added up on on uh, the customer service side, the the consumer side for Sony. The seventy dollars for Horizon is one example. The uh, the the PlayStation Premium tier just really not being worth anything um here's a here's a funny story uh and it's really funny how all three of these these talking points will sort of connect a, and you'll you'll see how how this works um as we get into the episode but so i was playing death vs. let it die right which is a battle royale i never thought i would say that that sentence in my in my life i was playing a battle royale and i was trying to buy the <laughs> the in-game currency but it's true i was trying to buy the in-game currency uh, because I wanted to support the the developers behind this game, I I think it's it's a really well done game, and it and it's a really different approach to battle royale. Again, we're gonna get into that in a minute. I want to talk about my customer service experience. So I go to purchase, uh, like I think it was the 9.99, you know, to to get enough for the battle pass, so I could unlock the battle pass, and I, I was level 70 on the battle pass uh so i wanted to get all the rewards that came along with that i i click x it doesn't it says please wait my playstation 5 freezes i click the home button i go uh i guess it didn't go through i go to the main menu of of death verse let it die i look to see if my my in-game currency went up it didn't i go okay it didn't go through i i go to purchase it again and then both charges hit my account. So I got charged $20. I got $20 worth of currency, but I got double charged. So I call Sony and I say, listen, I know there's nothing you can do because I understand the way this works, right? I know that once you ping their server and they release those points to you, I get it. There's nothing you can do on your end to refund me and, and delete my in-game currency. I get it. It's a third party sort of situation. Is there anything that you can do? I spend hundreds of dollars every year on PlayStation, on the PlayStation store. Can I just get a $20 gift card or at least a $10 gift card for, for the double charge? And I talked to a customer service representative. I talked to a manager uh, for an hour and a half and and they would not give me any sort of courtesy uh playstation store card i explained to them that my ps5 froze and it was just a back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and at this point i'm about an hour into the call and and i'm trying to be as nice as i possibly can because i know it's not their their fault you know it's it's a it's a larger sort of problem and and i i just felt like i was talking to them in circles and and it was really frustrating me and and i and i brought up the situation i said what if I had a a kid or something and they, instead of hitting $10, they hit a hundred dollars and they did it twice. And I didn't spend the currency or anything, but now I'm out $200 that I can't really afford. What do you do in that situation? I said, are you telling me in that situation, there's literally no way to refund me. And she was like, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm telling you. So really, really bizarre that they wouldn't even give me a $10 like courtesy PlayStation store credit, I would have taken that That and I would have, that would have been the end of the conversation. Right. And, and at this point, like I said, I'm doing it more just to investigate as, as we need to, to be investigative journalists here on the PS blue podcast. So I, I just wanted to get to the bottom of it. And, and long story short, I, I, I was put on, I, I was hung up on pretty much after an hour and a half of of going back and forth. Uh, the supervisor hung up on me, and I called them back. Got my number on a on a queue for a callback queue, and I don't even think they ever called me. I don't remember them calling me back, and and that was sort of the end of it. Um, Vinny, what are what are your thoughts on this? I mean, is, am I overreacting? Yeah.
1: My mind's kind of going both ways. I think that both of us know that. Sony is notoriously stubborn about giving away funds, giving refunds in general. I think their fear is likely they don't want to open up any sort of can of worms. If we give it to one player, we now all of a sudden, you know, tons of people can start calling our supports and and they realize that there's sort of a there's a way to get free currency or free PlayStation currency, whatever it is. They don't want to open up a can of worms. So they might have a zero tolerance policy. And the likelihood is that they do. Because it sounds like you were, I mean, you would imagine if they didn't have a zero tolerance policy, they would have given it to you, given the longevity of the call.
0: Um, right, exactly.
1: With with regards to the, you know, your point about what if my kid bought $100, you know what I mean, and, and it double tapped and, you know, something to that effect, I suppose Sony is leaving it. To, at the responsibility of the consumer that's why parental controls are so critical right now and you can put a parental control to where sure your kids cannot pay for this stuff right. and they're so much more important now those controls are so much more important now given free-to-play battle passes things of that nature are so important to parents now like it's actually a very good almost a. PSA announcement: Like, if you have kids, make sure you put parental controls no, on and something like this. Could right. happen, and likely does all the time.
0: You know, which is I mean? the other and, reason and not to not interrupt yeah, you. But that's no, the other reason fine. I brought this up. Just, just be very careful when you're buying in-game currency, because as soon as it pops, you can't. Sony. It doesn't matter what you do. And again, I, I was on the phone with her for longer than I really ought to have been. I, I sort of knew what was going to materialize, but. I really, I was genuinely doing it for the podcast at that point. I just wanted to sort of press her as, and I feel bad for the, for the supervisor. Um, you yeah. know, I, I wasn't mean or anything. It's just, I, they, I'm sure I'm the last person they want to talk to uh, for an hour, <laughs> but I, 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 just felt like uh, I, I wanted to see what it would take to, to sort of give me to, to for them to make it right. It, it was a glitch on my playstation that's why yeah. it double it double double paint double tapped or whatever you want to call it it because my playstation said please wait and it didn't go through it's just and interesting then all a it, also yeah.
1: because uh i play a lot of steam games and steam is really really good about giving refunds yeah they um, are like like you can i mean you can buy a game and play it for 2 hours and say i hate this and you can get a refund for the game right. still and they've been doing that for years So it's just funny how Sony and I don't know how Microsoft approaches this. I'm curious to see. Maybe we have people that, you know, have had experiences with Microsoft support because I'm curious to see how they if they're very similar with their refunds, with their sort of, you know, willingness to give people money back if they accidentally spend funds.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, But it's a really good it's a really good story. I mean, it's just interesting that they just haven't changed after all these years. We all remember our personal experience of you buying the PSP version of Puzzle Quest (laughs) mistakenly (laughs) buying the PSP version instead of the PlayStation version. We never got a refund for it. So they haven't changed in the last 20 years. And my thought is that they, they probably aren't going to change. And that's why that cyberpunk thing was so weird that Sony was giving away a refund for a video game. It was like totally uncharacteristic. So, right. Um, No, that's a good story though, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's, it's, uh, to me, it's, it's a customer acquisition cost sort of a situation like you said the length of time i was on the phone with them you're you're on the phone for an hour and a half with customer service talking about ten dollars again i I, (laughs) i would have hung up i i knew the result of this conversation uh but i wanted to press to to sort of see what sony would say um Obviously not Sony directly, but this person, she, she didn't have the authority. She, she pretty much explained it to me. Like, I do not have the authority to award you any sort of store credit or this or that I can only do it on something that hasn't been downloaded. I even asked her, I was like, so I bought this game spirit fair and, and now it's on PlayStation extra. And so I got, I got like uh hit with that. I bought a game that was on sale and then f- like five days later it was on PlayStation extra. So I was like, can you just refund me that? and she even tried to refund me that and she couldn't do it because I had already downloaded the game. So anything you purchase and download but especially um so so here's the, here's the difference. If if I had purchased that game by accident and I didn't download it, she could have refunded that to me. But because it was in-game currency and because I bought it inside of the game, it yeah. already pinged to their server and awarded it to me. I'm wondering if I went to to the developers and somehow reached out to them if they would give me some extra currency for for death verse let it die or if they could contact sony or uh, again not it's ten dollars big whoop that's 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 not the point the point is i want to understand the deeper because because something like this happens hundreds of thousands of times that's a lot of money Vinny. So, so that's the yeah. only reason why I'm why I'm harping on this for for such a long time. I I, uh, I don't think it's it's the developers of the games' fault at all. But uh, I mean, do do you disagree? Do you disagree that that they're they're skimming a lot of money off of people for for it these could, little glitches? It, it, it could be the developers. You know, it could be a glitch with their game where.
1: Every time that somebody purchases currency, the PlayStation freezes up. It could be one way or the other. I right. mean, I don't think it's too hard to tell, you know, who's fault who's at fault here. Um, but I'm interested to see. I maybe you should just for podcast purposes, reach out to the developers, just keep this ten dollar refund story going for
0: Yeah, I might shits and gigs and, at this and, point and, and just to see what happens. <laughs> I promise, I, I I know it sounds <laughs> so like like uh like such a cop out thing to say like, Oh, I just did it for the podcast and it sounds like it, that is really why. I really did do it to see it was my day off and I had nothing better to do. I was bored and (laughs) I just wanted to see what, what would come of it uh, at unfortunately at the expense of, of whoever was helping me. And again, I, I, I wasn't trying to lead them on. I really did want a refund when it's all said and done, but I I definitely wouldn't have pressed as much as I did if I wasn't going to bring it up on the podcast. I just, I I wanted to get to the bottom of it because that's what we do on the PS blue podcast, (laughs) but I got some currency. I got the battle pass. I understand how battle passes work now, Vinnie. Um, but let's talk about Death First, Let It Die. Let me let me talk about that. Then we'll talk about the battle pass situation, and then then we'll uh, weave that into Overwatch 2. So Death First, Let It Die, is a sixteen-player free-for-all battle royale. Okay, and instead of a map with a shrinking zone you have these quadrants, um, not, not quadrants. Um, these, uh, I guess they're called, they're called zones. Quadrants is, is, would be four. So uh, what's the best way to describe it? There's, there's a zone in the middle. And then I believe there's one, two, three, four, five, like six zones on, on the outer edge. Right. And the zones get contaminated. And what happens is every time a zone gets contaminated, you have to go to a new zone, obviously. But there's these choke points uh, from one zone to the next that really encourage conflict. Um, so when you're, when you're running out of a contaminated zone, you have about a minute to get to the next zone, maybe even less. Uh, you'll see other people doing the same, and it sort of encourages uh, a battle like that. What also encourages battles in this game and this is very different, and I again, I'm not very well-versed on battle royales, but but I haven't seen this yet. Uh, There is a NPC hunter that will sort of, for lack of a better phrase, smoke out characters that are playing very passively, right? Because this game is all about balance, and you're never really out in this game, just like left, right, center. (laughs) Little family reference. But um, so... In this game, you can have like 200 voltage, which is health, and you can come back and win the game. So to combat people just sitting there and camping and waiting until it's showdown when it's three or four people, they actually have a hunter that goes around the map and hunts people for maybe a minute, and then they'll eventually give up. But once they kill a player, they drop some sort of, I think it's called like a battle emblem or something like that and and they give you a lot of experience or voltage or whatever which which boosts your attack but it's a third person melee focus game I forgot to mention that um which I love because there's just there's just a skill gap for me when it comes to first person shooters especially on consoles where I'm I'm never going to be as good as some of these people who have $300 controllers who play first person shooters day and night 25 hours a week plus i'm not gonna be able to compete with them just on a on a general skill level but for me third person action is sort of my wheelhouse right i play a lot of third person action games so i felt a lot more comfortable in in that uh medium let's say so so 16 players, there's a hunter that comes and goes, uh sort of smokes out passive players. Uh what else do I have to say about this game? Very small map, very small matches. Um the matches last maybe on on the longer side 10 minutes. Really they're between 5 to 7 minute matches. Um you almost spend more time in menus as you do in a match if you die really early on. But it's it's a very aggressive approach to battle royale. And and my favorite thing about this game is the art direction. The Let It Die universe has a very unique thumbprint and the core gameplay is is it's extremely well balanced. Like extremely well balanced. There's uh, you know, enemies that you can farm if you're very low on voltage uh, to sort of get you back into the game. But it also opens you up to being attacked. You can you have a reverse where you you make one reverse play and and all of a sudden you have more health than this person who had seven hundred more health than you to begin with. Um, It's again very well balanced, but it has an identity. It doesn't look like Fortnite. It doesn't smell like Fortnite. It doesn't play like Fortnite. And it's not trying to copy the the other battle royales that are out there. It has its own identity. It has its own tongue-in-cheek sort of humor. It, it seems it's on some cases it seems a little more immature, but on other cases it seems more mature. And like I said in my video on YouTube, there's no flossing in this game, <laughs> so that's like a, an A plus for me. But but it's really really passive with its microtransactions. There's one pop up in the beginning of the of the screen that says buy the the ba- the battle pass you exit out of that they don't bother you again at all you know you'll still see your progress that you make on the battle pass sort of spectrum but that's really that's really it it it, it functions on its own and it's very confident that it has a good product and and i believe it i believe it is i believe this this is this could be uh a, a smash hit uh i really do uh but they don't they don't jam the battle pass thing down your throat they're not trying to sell you microtransactions left and right the only thing they'll do is they'll double charge you if you try and buy their in-game currency (laughs) no I'm just kidding Uh, but Vinny have you seen Let It Die uh, Deathverse Let It Die at all have you did you watch the video I posted Uh, not to brag or anything but I I did win that game at the very end just just to let let everyone know Um, what are your thoughts on this one
1: interesting a lot to sort of soak in there based on that analysis I will say this I'm a little fearful of the longevity of this game I think it sounds like you said that it might be a smash hit it could be a smash hit so to speak I think we're at the point here with battle royales that you really need to do something special right and I do think that this game is different I think it is different um from the other you're coming from a battle royale expert over here you know i've played for a ton of different battle royales so you know I, I know what i'm talking about a little bit here uh even that's embarrassing to admit but go on i am but i suppose my mind immediately when you're talking about this was i've never really even heard of this game where is the hype surrounding this game at all i mean i I don't even know how you found it on the PlayStation Store. I didn't even know it was, was right out. there. Um, you know how people are finding just,
0: this game, Vinny? Yeah, PS Blue. What's that? <laughs> That's right. The PS Blue podcast. <laughs> did you know I was going to say
1: that? It's just maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I did. I did. I knew what you were. I knew what you were trying to do here. Uh, but I just, I just don't get the sense that this game is going to have the legs that it's that is required for these games to succeed. Now I will say this, the fact that it's only 16 players, it's not like a hundred players where you need, you know, you need a a, ve- a much bigger player base, you know, for those larger battle Royales. This is 16 players. It does look unique. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching a gameplay video right now. I love the concept of kind of removing these different segments as opposed to a shrinking circle that's unique and, and, you know, encourages battles, things like that. I'm just, maybe it's just me from all of the battle royales that I've played. I'm a little battle royale out right now. Uh And so it's funny to see you of all of the battle royales that are out there. Right. This was the one that grabbed you. And I just, it's just funny because I just, I've never heard of this game. Never. Up until this point. It actually looks really fun. It does. It looks very cool. And I hope nothing for the best for this game. I guess maybe I'm by myself here. I'm a little worried this game doesn't have the legs. Because I did Google it just to see when the game launched. Now, it may have just launched on PlayStation. Is that is that yeah. why you just downloaded it? Okay, so yeah. it says that the game's been available since May of this year. That would be on PC. Uh, and then it launched on consoles. That may have been in early access. I was going like to say... That. Yeah, it sounds like early uh, it's very access possible. Beta. Yeah, it's possible that they had a full launch that, you know, recently and so that's why um, you know, we're seeing it today. I just I don't know. I, I I'm a little fearful of this one, Anthony. I I'm I'm glad that they're not pressuring people in the battle pass system, which is awesome because it's so easy to get that wrong. And I'm glad that you finally bought a battle pass, no matter how horrible of an experience purchasing <laughs> that was for you. <laughs> I'm glad that you finally understand the concept in and of itself. <laughs> so I'm excited that when I bring up a battle pass, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about a little bit more. Yeah, I get it. Uh, that's half the reason funny. I did it's it. It's just so funny that I do like that you can farm in this game. I think that's you. There's a lot of, you know, there's there's a lot going on here that I like. I'll be honest with you. I'm just worried this game's not going to have the legs. I I it's so I'm glad so that you're simple. singing its praises, though. I'm glad that you are because little games like these that are actually a good and it's free to play, right? This is free yeah. to play. Yeah. So a good free free to play model, that's a good, you know, core game is always something to be encouraged. So I'm glad it's good. I'm just a little worried about its legs here.
0: The the one criticism I have about the game and it's it's so minor, but it's really my only criticism. Uh the the matches are so short especially if you die early on that you have to watch this, uh, introduction of, of the, the there's two hosts, I guess. And the concept of the game is that I guess you're performing. Uh, that's why when you, when, if you're watching the gameplay, when you, when you hit someone, you get all these likes that come up on the screen, you're, you're like performing for an audience. It's really cool. Like I said, it has a really good direction, um, artistically speaking, but anyway, There's these two hosts that come up, uh, and, and they'll say death jamboree every single match. And they introduce all 16 players and their skins and all that stuff. I get, I get that they need that to sell skins, but it's, it's obnoxious. After about the fiftieth time of hearing it, I I wish you could just a turn it off in favor of a black screen, <laughs> or b in favor just of a black screen. <laughs> they should just get rid of it completely. It's so it's so annoying, but but uh, especially because there's two loading screens. There's one loading screen to get to that death jamboree, and if you know the game, you know what I'm talking about. There's there's one loading screen to get to that, and then you have to load into the map. So whatever um uh, one other tiny criticism sometimes it seems like uh, when you get into matches that are uh, maybe maybe the players a little bit more experienced as I'm not to brag again but I'm sort of climbing the ranks in uh <laughs> death first let it die but uh when w- once you get 16 people that know what they're doing the the hunter entering the battlefield sort of makes everybody play even more passively than than encourages people to come out of hiding um and you get into this situation where if the hunter doesn't find a prey it's roaming the battlefield and people are just running away from the hunter until it disappears a minute or two later and and it it can at times seem to drag the match out um but for the most part, it's it's effective at doing what what I believe the intention of the hunter is, which is to smoke out the sort of passive players and and get people to engage. Um again, I, I I really was was surprised by this game and and uh what a great feeling when you when you win a game. Uh especially because you know that it's your fault when you mess up. So you know it's your fault when you actually kill someone and and secure that first one last star which is a victory royale in this game um it's it's uh it's it's really good Vinny and and I really hope that your apprehensions are quelled pretty soon and this game just pops off with some some really nice numbers and doesn't fall victim to selling out and putting pop-ups all over the screen when you first login you can't even <laughs> join the game because of all the pop-ups uh i can you can you download this and just put it out there on your yeah. on your yeah just just because yeah i, think I I'm know it try
1: at the very least
0: if you don't download um, it i know you won't play it but i know if it's staring at you on your on your homepage that you're going to click on it yeah. you know when you're bored and have nothing better to do so uh yeah. really really like this game and and just sort of gave me a new respect for the Battle Royale genre, which I associate as a dirty word at this point. But like I said, my, my calves do hurt from backpedaling as much as I have the last <laughs> two weeks. Um. So moving moving on, again, like I said, this this transitions very well into our next topic. Overwatch 2 just came out. I've played it. I know you have definitely played it. I know you've been playing it. Um, they have the battle pass system and I have to say it is very effective. There's no gambling in it. It's every, what you see is what you get. You get what you put into the battle pass. And in addition to that, you unlock all the characters through playing, you know, maybe one or two of the new characters you have to unlock with the battle pass, but, but for the most part, you can get the currency to get a battle pass without ever spending a dollar, if you really play enough, uh, it's would be a ridiculous amount of time you'd have to spend in the game. But but the fact that it's possible is a step in the right direction, and if, the fact that there's no more loot boxes in Overwatch is really really great. Um, so I'm gonna hand it over to you, Vinny. I've been talking a lot. No, talk no, to me yeah. about yeah, talk to me about Overwatch I, I, Two. Go ahead. I suppose also, I'll
1: jump right out on on that. we could discuss sort of its uh free to play model a little bit here before we actually get into the game maybe a little bit. I'm not going to Actually, I guess you know what? I'll give my impressions of the game itself real quick because uh, before I kind of get negative about it if you will. The game is amazing. I'm loving Overwatch 2. It's the most fun that I've had playing a video game this year i just love overwatch the core game itself is so much fun especially for the diehards out there that have been playing this game for years such as myself it's so it's just really uh, a breath of fresh air to actually see overwatch get updated and actually have new content it's been years since they've even released a new champion they just kind of you know blizzard kind of mismanaged overwatch uh particularly over the last few years where they just announced Overwatch 2, completely stopped supporting Overwatch 1 for two and a half years, kind of let it die, and now here we are with Overwatch 2, which is this remodeled, you know, free to play format, which I think going free to play was a hundred percent the right move. I think getting more people involved, it's just made too much sense. So the game is fantastic. Most fun I've had playing. It does feel to me a little bit like blizzard can't help but get in its own way sometimes there's a lot of negative i don't know if you've seen it there's a lot of negative media associated with not just activision blizzard but with overwatch 2 the launch of overwatch 2 the first thing is is i the game was released this tuesday or actually i guess a week ago now on tuesday i couldn't get into the game until the friday so i had three days the servers were completely down uh, Blizzard was <laughs> under a DDoS attack. The Overwatch Two servers were, so the entire servers were offline for ninety-five percent of the player base for about two and a half, three days there. So very frustrating. Again, something that I don't necessarily think we can really get on Blizzard too much about because it sounds like it was a, you know, an external DDoS attack, multiple DDoS attacks that they just can't really prepare for it's very difficult to do that or at least from my extended research because i was so disgusted that i couldn't connect to a server for you know i couldn't play the game for three days it was breaking my heart
0: is that uh, why there it, was those cues to get into the game yes okay
1: yes. yeah so it's actually funny the game came out on tuesday uh i didn't play my first match until the friday uh and i had 30 hours in overwatch just in the queue screen I, I couldn't even get to the main menu. So by the oh Friday, I had 30 hours in because I worked from home. So what I would do is I would just have my PlayStation on and, you know, just keep trying the cues over and over That's again to crazy. see if I can get into the main menu. And then I didn't even realize that Sony actually calculates your hours. You know, I had it on in the background. But oh God, it's just funny, like how Sony thinks I have 30 hours in Overwatch. Too, <laughs> yeah, yet yeah, I only yeah. have like two hours and, you know, uh, some change. So, you know, the launch was definitely a little rocky the whole i don't know if you saw this the phone number requirement that was in place when the game launched it required what? players to input their phone number however if you had a pre-paid prepaid phone plan with like your parents have a prepaid like a, a you know like a cricket wireless i think is prepaid right something like that you could not get into overwatch 2 you could not use those phone numbers so it felt like Blizzard was basically saying to people that can't afford a contract with a high-level you you know, uh, you know, phone service provider like a Verizon, something like that, AT&T, it felt like they were saying, we don't want you to play in Overwatch 2. So that was a huge misstep. Now, they just fixed it. They just put a, a patch in two days ago to get rid of that. That's insane. So that was another thing. Can you yeah, talk, that wait, hold thing. on before yeah. you
0: move on? Uh, let's talk about that a little yeah. bit more. Sure. Why were they, what was the intention of requiring you the, to have a phone in, number?
1: The intention to my understanding and what they have said is they had a phone number requirement in place to prevent online cyber bullying and hold people accountable in some form or fashion and having a phone number Attached to an account, I guess, in some way, helps them reinforce that rule. I don't know the nuances. Why can't they I'm not going to act like I do. It doesn't why can't they just ban me. the username? It, well, the thing is is that you can't just create a new account because when you create a new account, you're going to require a phone number. So, you know, you can only use so many different phone numbers. I guess there's tons of them. But maybe that was their process. I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know what it is. It's a stupid policy. I know that I, was uh, something
0: with... It, it it sounds like that's maybe the way that they were pitching it, but there's got to be some oh, data no, 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 no. mining. You know they were selling ulterior, data, they yeah. were selling data right. no questions asked. I think right. that's what it is. And they were likely right. pitching
1: it as a form of, oh, we wanted to protect you guys from yeah. blah, blah, blah. It was just a horrible idea all around, and they've gotten rid of it since. Uh, So good on them. Again, like I said, it's almost a one-step-forward, one-step-back sort of situation okay. from right now from launch uh there's a lot of just negative media and I do think that a lot of it is maybe just blown a little bit out of proportion because it's Activision Blizzard and the negative media with Activision everyone hates Activision we know it so people are kind of looking for that one thing to really just drill them on and I understand that but Blizzard just can't get out of their own way sometimes. It was not a good launch whatsoever. So I'm not going to sit here and act like they did a great, you know, it was an amazing launch. But it's such a shame because underneath all this stuff and all this negative media and things is such an amazing game that I hope that people check out. Um, But the other thing, and I want to hear your impressions, so I don't want to go on too long here, was people seem to have a problem with the fact that this is called Overwatch 2 because it is... Overwatch 1.5 in a lot that's of what I was... it is just an updated Overwatch. It's they. If we want to sit here and argue, should they or shouldn't they have have called it Overwatch 2? I mean, I I get that and I understand that. I think Blizzard's probably mindset was, well, if we just relaunch it as Overwatch, nobody's gonna play it. We're gonna have to brand it in a way that's different and gets people involved and gets them into the universe again. So they have to call it Overwatch 2. It's just this really is not a sequel. This is, this is a great update to an already amazing game, but it is not, you know, that next leap. And so a lot of people are taking umbrage or, or, you know, have problems with the fact that this is kind of the same game. It's a couple new maps. We're now at five V five, which I think is amazing. It is such a good change. I'm so, I cannot emphasize enough how frustrating it was in overwatch one, that there were two tanks. It was awful. And I'm so glad that they fixed that. Uh, so the game's amazing. Uh, but, like I said, it's sort of a, I don't even want to say one step forward, two steps back, because I love the fact that there's a battle pass now. No more loot boxes. Thank God. Though I do think the battle pass isn't one, isn't the best that I've seen. It's kind of a, you know, it's, I i know we don't do numbers on this show, but if I was degraded, I'd give it a seven. It'd be a seven out of 10. battle <laughs> Yeah, we passes. never do okay numbers. One. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen way better battle passes, but. It's a step in the right direction. It's a platform. This is a live service. It's we're gonna get another battle pass in two months. The hope is that it only inevitably gets better. So we'll see. I'm just happy that they're finally doing something with Overwatch again. So tell me, what are your impressions? Real, you know, I know I went on a long tangent there. I'm curious to see what you thought from your. Uh,
0: it sounds like you played for a few hours. What are what are your impressions, Anthony, on Overwatch too? Uh, I just wanted to. <clears throat> First, say welcome back to the multiplayer battle pass podcast <laughs> episode of this. Yes, PS4. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's <laughs> so crazy. We've been that talking for 50 minutes, and that's almost all we've talked about is multiplayer games and that battle passes. Funny. What a wild world we live in. Um, I, I'll get into my impressions in a second. I did have a couple of questions for you though, Vinny. Um, oh, one of them yeah, escaped sure. me, but but going off of what you were talking about, the battle pass, um, What is to stop someone from saving the currency they've accrued with the previous battle pass and putting that toward the next battle pass?
1: You know what I mean? I think
0: that's the point, yeah, is that you can
1: earn coins for the next battle pass during the current. And that's common. That's commonplace with battle passes, Anthony. I don't know if you're new to this sort of universe of battle passes, but Fortnite does that. In Fortnite, when you buy their battle pass, you get... $10 $10 of their currency in that battle pass and a battle pass is only $10. So you kind of can consistently just keep doing it. Now, the key is that you want people to buy your skins, so but that that's my question. They
0: don't have that money. That's my question. What, why, I guess we're talking about people that really play these games a lot and they, they need to have skins on their character to yes, mix it up, that which makes total me. sense. That it makes me. sense. But why would there not be, Maybe I I don't know. I I understand it, but then I don't I feel like if it was if it were me, I wouldn't want to spend currency on the game until I had enough to lock in my next battle pass. That's just the way that like thinking about it logically, knowing the way that I am, I I wouldn't if there was a really cool skin I wanted, I wouldn't even look at it until I knew I had, let's say it's a thousand currency. If if I have a thousand currency in the bank, yes, now I can start spending uh, anything after that because i know i have the next battle pass locked up i just think it it's almost seems a little uh, from a business perspective counterproductive to offer the same currency and and now i'm sounding like i'm on the side of the corporations i'm not i'm just trying to figure out like what sort uh, of yeah
1: you anthony you give people this is this is you know business etiquette 101 not business etiquette but business uh you know 101 over here anthony you give them a taste here is 500 coins and right. guess what you can only earn 500 coins in Overwatch I don't know what they're called credits I think right. the maximum that you can earn in one season is 540 the battle pass is 10,000 or a 1000 so the most that you can okay, really Okay no, so that's, okay that the makes sense. you can accrue during a battle pass season is 540 so you can't technically so, buy the next that makes battle sense. pass with that money okay uh, but I will say though that uh Fortnite does do that and Fortnite is a gazillion dollar money making machine so they clearly have something so
0: all right well point though um if we talk any more about battle passes i'm just gonna end the call so (laughs) 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 let's talk about gameplay overwatch 2 you brought it up right before i was about to why is this overwatch 2 what is different from this game i i so i have a lot of hours in overwatch the original one when when the game first came out i i played it a lot a lot I, I would venture to say I'm, I'm on the other side of 40 hours, maybe even more, uh, in overwatch. Uh, and it's the same game to me. It's effectively the same game that we saw, um, when it launched. I mean, I'm, I, I know they made balance changes. I know they made it, you know, they did a lot of things with ranked and, and their loot boxes and changed the battle pass, but we talked about all that already. I'm not going to rehash that, but the core gameplay feels very similar and all the maps are the same. That Hollywood map, I remember playing that at launch. I was like, this is great. And it was great for me. And it was great coming back to the game because I knew what I was doing and I didn't feel like I had to relearn all these new maps. But to call it Overwatch 2, I feel like they haven't earned that Overwatch 2. However, they did make it free to play. And I think if this game was full-priced, it would be absolutely an insane move, no but question. I wouldn't put it past Activision either. Yeah, no question. There's no way they could
1: sell this for full price. No, Not a chance. And call it Overwatch 2? There's no way. And that's why I brought that up, because there seems to be a lot of just kind of this negative connotation to the game where it's like, well, this is kind of the same exact thing. And, and really only the players that have stuck with the game for this long are going to appreciate you know the changes that are in place here, because, like you said, it is mostly balancing changes um, and things of that nature. The game also looks a lot better now. I'm sure, coming from someone that hasn't played this game for a long time, you're probably thinking to yourself it looks the exact same. No, I could tell you from someone that has no, I could tell thousands of hours in Overwatch. One, this game looks exponentially better on my on my uh, on my uh, computer monitor, uh, and it's really not. It's like I could immediately tell. Um, so it looks great, runs great. I just think this is more of a Overwatch 1.5 and that's at best you know I I think that's like being generous it's not yeah this is an update to Overwatch 1 I think that just going in people should not have expected this monumental leap and I do think Blizzard was very transparent with people about what this was it's just people didn't really you know listen to the marketing or anything like that like understanding what this was actually going to be because you're right it's the same maps. It's it's the same exact maps. There's like, I think, four new maps. There's three new champions, all of which are amazing. So much fun to play as. All three of them are fantastic. Another thing, Anthony, and then we can cut off on this because I know we've gone on a huge Overwatch 2 tangent here, but I have to bring it up. Another negative thing that this game has associated with it is one of the things that you brought up, which is unlocking characters. People seem to have a huge problem with the fact that the roster is not immediately available to you, to new players, I should say. Players that do not have, I don't know, I don't know how they made it, some sort of hour count in Overwatch 1. You now have to It's a play, free game, though. Like You have to play 100 matches. So for a new player of Overwatch 2, you have a limited roster, right? You have four attack champions, two, two of the other classes and you have to play 100 matches of Overwatch to get the entire roster. Now, 100 matches of Overwatch, 100 matches of Overwatch, I'll tell you right now, you can get that done in 2-3 days. Like the the games are really quick. But and it's also it's also doubled if you that. win the match too. People despise that. They say it goes against what Overwatch was, but I'm um, Anybody that has played League of Legends, nah, I have man. hundreds no. of hours in League of Legends. I'm telling you, Anthony, it's something I that needs to be brought up because
0: I disagree. people
1: are saying it is a huge negative to the game. And, and I'm right with you. It's a free-to-play game, guys. Like, And it's only for new players. And Blizzard's thought process is people are saying, oh, Blizzard wants them to pay. They want them to pay money. To my knowledge, you can't buy the champions. And Blizzard's thought process is, hey, we want to slowly introduce the characters yeah. to new characters, to new players. I'm one of those people. If I go, like League of Legends right now, if I tried to play it, it's extremely overwhelming. But what they do a good job of is giving you a set of characters to try to work your way into it. They don't want to throw you all these characters at one time because it can be very overwhelming. So it needs to be said that I can't believe that people have problems with it.
0: No, I I agree with you, Vinny. And I actually feel like it was a very big, like that was one of my biggest praises of the game was the way that they (laughs) unfolded. Characters to you, like yeah. I, I like Junkrat a lot. It seems like he sucks right now. He's so good. He's re- it, well. He's yeah. He, he's really good though. Maybe, maybe I. I Why well, I only got to play him for half a match because I didn't have a support on my team and I had to switch back yeah. to Moira or whatever her name is. Uh, but I really like Junkrat and I had to play twenty five matches to un- or twelve matches to unlock Junkrat. It was something. I think it was more than that. It had to have been more than that because I played a lot on on that support champion. Um. And so I was sort of going through the process of understanding how these characters were unlocked, and Blizzard did a very nice job of picking characters that are easy to learn and and easy to pick up that character's role and sort of of, uh, unfolding and rolling out these characters in a very organic way. This is the type of game like League of Legends, like other, um, what are they called, like champion style games where you need to put time into one character you should not be bouncing from one to the next 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 type of character that's not how you get good at a game like this the way that you succeed in a game like this is by picking one role picking one or two core characters and just playing the crap out of those two characters until you get very good with them
1: yeah and like i said it it only takes a hundred matches to get them all so it's like that's probably 15 hours of gameplay maybe so it's just kind of funny to me that that's you know that was just something that i read online that people were bashing activision blizzard for doing that saying this goes against nah. everything overwatch is and you know what it stands for and everything should be readily available people need to also understand that the the roster's way bigger than what it was when overwatch 1 came out yeah, overwatch if, 1 it's like double
0: what overwatch If you had to pay for was. the game I would agree with that yes, sentiment. I agree. But the fact that it's free, it's like what yes. are, what do you really want yeah. them to do here? They yeah. want you to put time into their game so you like it enough to put money into it, and the only way for them to do that is by putting some sort of a barrier behind these characters. It makes yes. perfect sense to me yeah. and it's actually helpful to new character to new uh, players. Uh yeah. so I I really love what Overwatch is about. I Don't know if I'm going to play it a lot more than I have already. Um, I probably played it for four or five hours. Uh, I I really like it. I think it's a really solid game. I think the way that the world in the way the interactions happen in the world, certain characters talk to each other while you're loading into the matches, the balancing act of the game. It's all really intriguing to me, and it's all classic Blizzard. It really is
1: fun uh the other
0: stuff the phone thing and the the battle pass not being as good as maybe you would have liked to see that stinks of activision so they need to just leave blizzard the hell alone and let blizzard do blizzard things because that's what they do best in my opinion but uh we should we should definitely play overwatch together so you can show me how unbelievably better you are than than me at (laughs) it but i have to say I'm pretty good on the support champion, Moira. It, yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't take much to get good at the game.
1: It really isn't like one of those no. you're gonna see me play and think, oh my god, he's a god No, like it's nothing like that. You're probably right there with me. It's and just my a lot instincts
0: of my instincts sort of kicked in. I was like carrying my team uh as a support, which is if if, if you know anything yep. about these types of games, that's pretty hard to do. Um but yeah. Uh we're gonna have to have to talk and play at some point. When our schedules align and we're not recording, because I uh, I, I want to play more. Like I said, uh, really, really, really uh, good things from Overwatch one and a half. I refuse to call it Overwatch two. It is not Overwatch two. There's nothing is too about it, in my opinion. Um, moving along, Vinny. This was uh, uh, we're a little late to the party on this one, but IGN posted some video of Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion PS5 gameplay. Now, this is one that we've already covered a couple times on the podcast. But I wanted to take a look at some... This is more extended gameplay. And we haven't seen this up until, uh, you know, when Vinny and I both... I I didn't even see this. I didn't know this was out. I've been very busy. And this has been out for, at the time of the recording, three weeks and... I would have watched it way sooner if I knew, but it's looking really good, Vinny. It's looking really, really good. It's looking like the game that I remember. There's like the slot machine sort of system, and I don't quite remember it completely, but I remember it being very addictive, the battle system in this game, and, and it doesn't seem like it's all too different. Uh, the, the The story seems like it's going to be cringe, but that's fine. It's not the first time we've seen a cringy sort of voice <laughs> acting set up in a Final Fantasy universe. Yeah. Uh, it, that's okay. You know what you're getting in, in one of these games. It looks really, really good. And it comes out, I believe, in December. And I couldn't be more excited for this. I, I'm really, really excited. How about you, Vinny? What, what are your thoughts on Crisis Core? Nah, this looks fantastic,
1: dude. And, I, and you know what's funny? I remembered we talked about it a few months ago, and my thought process was that I, this was kind of a I-may-get-it-when-it-gets-cheaper kind of game. That I, I want to say that mm-hmm. was my immediate impressions of it. It was coming out in December. Uh, there's a lot coming out over the next few months. In particular, uh, I want to say the Callisto Protocol comes out really, really close to this. But based on this gameplay it looks better than what I was imagining it being just from the uh, trailer that we had seen a few months back. Now to actually get like real gameplay, real running gameplay that's, you know, uncut and I can actually get a good sense of what the battle system is. My mind went immediately to that slot machine mechanic. I'm glad that you said it's cool or at least from your recollection, because I was worried about that. I was like, what the hell is? And I was like, trying to understand what that is so i'm it, i'm glad that you said that that's good because that was something that worried me when i saw the gameplay i was like what the hell yeah is that it is in the corner? It's... uh so i'm glad that it's addicting uh can i be honest with you real quick because and i, I wouldn't want it any other way is, be honest with this, me, this is this is me being totally transparent with our audience here i'm debating on do i want to get this for my switch instead of my ps5 no, you're. And I don't know. Having this in handheld form would be pretty sweet. I don't know. I'm, I mean, the game was originally. It, so I didn't know. I'm looking at the trailer now. I didn't realize the game was coming to Switch. So I don't know if this it's is one. But that it's a P. It was I a PSP
0: game. Hands, so okay. It was a PSP well, game originally. Go. So, uh, but like, it's no. Are you curious. crazy? I'm thinking about it. If I don't anything, know. get it on the Backbone I, yeah. One and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one. no dude yeah, it's not gonna funny. be uh, listen to me it's not gonna be 60 fps on the switch i can tell you that right now that's the thing does it run at 60 frames i know no. it's a
1: playstation podcast i know this is a game that i'm not playing for its visuals you know it looks fantastic obviously but this is not a game that i'm playing for for the visuals i don't think it, it i actually just looked it up it runs at 30 frames on switch so yeah, that's a pass. That's a hard pass Yeah, there goes me. that. Uh, yeah, that was a fun idea while it lasted. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 20 for about a minute there. I thought maybe I'd get it on Switch until I, I just Googled it to oh, see what man, it, what it runs on. Oh, man, that's really at. funny. Never mind. Forget I said anything. Yeah. Uh, this looks awesome, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I am going to get it this year because this looks I, awesome. It looks can like I
0: popcorn. be can I be perfectly honest with you now? Yeah, of course. It, these, these, these publishers are getting ridiculous with the prices of these games. Come on now, $49.99? Are you serious? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't... I See, I don't know how long is this game. It's long. Like, it just, I mean, it's... It's
0: just a really old game. Like, I don't know. It's that's not the I point, agree. Vinny. Last of Us Part 1 is not a $70 game. It's a remake of a game that uh, you've already mapped out the levels, written the game. There's so... I understand there's a lot of work that goes into remake remaking or... Even remastering a game, I get it. I know that there is. But there's a blueprint that you're going off of. This is a beat-for-beat remake of of Crisis Core when it came out on the PSP. Why are we charging $50? $39.99. I wouldn't even be saying a word. $50... That again, it's not just like the the customer service conversation. From hey, the I was going to say, episode. Anthony, you're
1: you're really a stickler about ten dollars over here. <laughs> this is a ten dollar difference in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but but stop
0: making me look silly I'm here because you, you you know I, I'm right. You or or I, I get the sense that you agree with me. This should be thirty nine ninety nine.
1: I, I'm right there with you. I, I I never played the original, so this
0: is probably going to be
1: worth it for me for fifty dollars. I don't someone that has already played the original, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's all about where you're coming from on this one, because I'm looking right. forward to it. That didn't I didn't see the price point and think to myself, oh my god, this is fifty. I was worried
0: you were gonna say it was seventy dollars. Uh if that no, was I was, the case, that's then I would that was the next thing I was I gonna say. At least they didn't yeah. charge sixty yeah. or seventy that yeah. it, at least they respect us enough to say, okay, we know this is a remake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. The Last of Us Part yes. 1 is just, uh, we'll, we've talked about it ad nauseum, so I won't say anything else, but like, I, ugh, come on now. Um, yeah. I'm still looking forward
1: to it, man. This is definitely something that I'm very interested in, and uh, it's kind of caught me off guard here a little bit watching this gameplay. I did I'm to get it this year.
0: It's a day one purchase for me. No questions yeah. asked. And and that's coming from someone who played the original I believe I beat it. So um so what's this mystery topic, Vinny? Because that's that's our next topic. It it just says, Vinny, mystery topic, you wanted me to add something.
1: That's right. I guess I'll I'll let our audience know beforehand on the show I told Anthony that I had a mystery topic that I wanted to talk about. So he has no idea what I'm about to bring up. No. I'm hoping that you haven't seen it. Genu- I'm hoping this is a genuine reaction. Yeah, I've been pretty busy. Uh, but if you have, so. if you have, if you have seen it, then you can just you know let me know. But we do need to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Uh, and that is, this is from Game Informer, has been corroborated by IGN. So this is 100 percent happening. Is and it that Kingdom is, Hearts news?
0: No, no, it's not Kingdom oh, Hearts okay.
1: news. That is that Crash Bandicoot Four is hitting Steam this month.
0: Oh. But wait.
1: That's not that's not everything Anthony. Is there DLC? The publisher of the game's Toys for Bob has sent video game news outlets. I suppose this is a pizza box of some kind. Uh but anyways, it's coming from gaming forum this morning. They are teasing a new Crash Bandicoot game. Oh for a God. Game Awards announcement. They're teasing a date, 1208, and they're going to announce a new tra- Crash game. So that oh is... My they God. didn't confirm I, it outright, but... I actually have chills. Very r- game 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 is, I have chills. As sad as that is, I have chills. 1208, Anthony. That's when it's going to get announced. There, At least that's what they're insinuating oh. here. It's very obvious that there's going to be a new tra- Crash game r- announced at the Game Awards. So, I just wanted I didn't to know this, let you know. I just re- I read it. Wow. What's that? I said I did not know this by the way. Well, there you go. Remember we were talking about it? We were like, are they going to get it? A- are they going to be able to make another one? Are they going to Well, here we are. It's happening. Wow! So, we're definitely going to have to watch the game awards, obviously we're going to talk about it, but now it sounds like we're getting another crash game. I'm interested to see what it is. Is it Crash 5 or is this like a crash something you know
0: something else? Uh, you know what's really cool is that I have you along for the ride with me on this now, because you weren't even a crash fan really until for your consideration. That's why I love those for your considerations, because now I I made a crash fan out of you. I love, I don't. Yeah. And, and we can both sort of get our, get hyped up for this. I, I am. I mean, how could you not? They laid such a good foundation where they really, like I said, we just need more levels. Maybe one new mask, maybe, but we just need more crash levels. Yeah, it, I can't it, wait, man. I'm so
1: excited to find out what this is. I just, uh, my guess is it's got to be Crash Five. So that's super exciting. I am. I just hope I, it's on. I'll be watching the Game Awards, man. So I hope it's uh, on PlayStation. You know, figured I'd uh, throw this one out there because I read it this morning. I was like, Oh my god, yes! Thank you. It's, it's actually happening. So I'm, I'm excited, dude.
0: I can't wait. That's that's actually really big news. There you
1: go. I'm uh, looking it up. See, I don't play around with my mystery topics. I, I know what I'm doing here with, you know. <laughs> when, I say I, when I say, whenever Vinny has a mystery topic,
0: it means it's probably something <laughs> that hits home. Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, Vinny. Well, there's another topic, more rumors. So, nice little segue there. I like where you decided to, Vinny, I asked Vinny where to put his mystery topic and he picked a really good spot for it in the episode. The next rumor, this is according to VideoGamesChronicle.com, quote, a Horizon Zero Dawn remaster is in the works for PS5. It is claimed. Sources claim an update of the 2017 game is in development along with a multiplayer spinoff. End quote. Vinny, talk to me.
1: Listen, man, I, I, I was the one on the podcast that Tried my best to defend The Last of Us Part 1 remake. I was that guy, and I still will defend it to this day. I think it's an outstanding remake, and it is a must-play for PS5 owners, whether that's when it gets cheaper or if you want to get it right now. A must-play. Fantastic. I can't defend this. I can't defend a Horizon Zero, <laughs> Zero Dawn remake. I Now it's like, now Sony's making me question me defending The Last of Us Part 1 because now I'm starting to smell, I'm getting sense of, you know, just buffoonery, like stubbornness, uh, stupidity. What, what? At least with The Last of Us, I could. my argument was the game came out 10 years ago. The remaster came out 10 years ago. You know, Horizon Forbidden West came out five, six years after that game. So <laughs> I don't think anybody wants this. I'm going to be very curious to see how this goes over when they announce it. Is this going to be very soon? I don't know. It's definitely in the works based works. Excuse me. It's definitely in the works based on what everybody is saying. So I don't know, man, I can't defend this. I'm it's, it's starting to get a little, it's getting a little, uh, uh, I don't know. What's, what's the word that I'm looking for here, Anthony. I know you have a way with words. What, what's the word I'm looking <laughs> for to describe this
0: project? It's it's a little dicey. Now, I know that's not a very exciting word, but that's that's the uh, that's the word that comes to to my mind. It may, a little dicey, maybe maybe it's it's really it's suspicious. That's that's the word I would use. Suspicious. What what? Why are they doing this? What is the purpose for this? Um. By the way, Vinny, that you might have had. It's definitely a nominee, but you might have just had the voice crack of the year, and don't think that I'm not going to call you out on that. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a voice crack of the year nominee, so keep keep your eyes peeled for that, everyone, because that that might be it. But anyway, back back to the episode. Uh, it's a little suspicious, and 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 the timing of this rumor is even more suspicious because The Last of Us Part One has been out for over a month now. And I'm assuming they're getting sales numbers reported back to them. And what this tells me is that The Last of Us Part One was a hit. That's what this tells me.
1: I would I would have to I would have to disagree, though, Anthony, because you would imagine this was already in the works before uh, a month ago. The works. Vinny, that was another. That <laughs> this is a, was another. I vision. know my voice. I don't know if uh, <laughs> you know. Can I just be let the audience know I'm a huge Jets fan and they won yesterday and now they're 3 and 2 so I was screaming my head off so now Well, I, that's I not really I'm a good excuse the... because
0: the Giants beat the Packers in London and I'm a huge Giants <laughs> fan so uh,
1: I think my voice is just starting to, you know, catch up with me. Let me I didn't
0: that, have and, any voice this morning rest. either. Uh, that's that's no. fine.
1: But uh, you, there's no way though that this game has only been in, in development for a month and it leaked. There's no way. So I I disagree with you there. I don't think that that tells me that this is that The Last of Us Part 1 did well. I think if this, you know, it's it's it may have something to do with it, but I don't, I don't think that, I don't, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that one, Anthony.
0: I'm not saying that it wasn't in the works. I'm saying the fact that information is leaking out about it now is yes. uh, sort of suspicious timing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that makes but, sense. Can I say one more thing on this real quick? And I'm sorry, yeah. I, I got it. I don't mean to cut you off there. I want to make sure I say this because I thought about it about two minutes ago. And now it's kind of making me nauseous. My hope for a Bloodborne remake has really gone down to tubes. Because if we're getting a Horizon Zero Dawn remake before a Bloodborne remake at this point, I I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't think we're gonna get it. It's such a shame. It just I just it's just something that I thought of because I want to play Bloodborne again so bad at sixty FPS. And I mean
0: we're just never we're never gonna get it. I haven't played Bloodborne again because I'm holding out hope for it. Exactly, Otherwise, me too. I, I've been wanting to play it, but I want it to be fresh, you know? So yeah. that's that's part of the reason I haven't revisited Bloodborne. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, this uh, I don't think this has anything to do with that, to be honest with you, because I don't think that the people working on a remaster or remake or whatever you want to call it of Horizon Zero Dawn. I don't think those are the same people that would be working on Bloodborne. Uh it, Bloodborne, if you want me to be honest with you, selfishly I would love a um Bluepoint remake of of Bloodborne. But they deserve yeah, they deserve to just make Bloodborne too or their own new IP. They they, they we we talked about this. I think that part of the podcast might have gotten cut off. From that one episode but blue point studios is a powerhouse and maybe they'll make their own game alongside a bloodborne remake that'd be pretty cool but i don't know if any i i feel like horizon zero dawn getting remade is just reinforcing like you said it it, it makes you look not great for supporting the last of us part one and <laughs> it, doesn't, it really doesn't <laughs> it, it, it really just like it, and i'm sure it it makes you upset that you had this this whole uh what's the word argument in favor of sony in favor of the last of us part one and then this crap happens the game just came out and horizon zero yeah. dawn looks gorgeous
1: does not help my argument at all of people saying that this was a cash grab by Sony doesn't need to be made. And I'm thinking to myself, well, they're, you know, they, they, there's a reason why they're doing this. This one. I mean, yeah, what? Are, I don't know. I feel like just, I feel like we're a stench I, to it that I don't. like. Right.
0: We're talking a lot here. And we're not really saying much. So I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of do my hostly duties and spin this into another direction. Let me let me ask you this. This is a hypothetical and, and this will be a good exercise Horizon Zero Dawn Remaster has this multiplayer component added to it, right? So you get the multiplayer component, it has some sort of VR features, let's just say. And they sell it for 39.99. Is that a good deal?
1: <laughs>
0: That's a really good question.
1: Does it have a multiplayer component? Was that yes, leaked that, Out according to Video Games that Chronicle. The, okay, okay, dot com. It says that. that's my bad. Yes. Okay. It what, says there's is a multiplayer the, spin off. Co op.
0: I don't is know. It like I don't co op component. I don't know, know if specific. it's going to go with it. Okay. If it's going to be in addition to yeah. like a separate game. But if if they bundle it with with some sort of a multiplayer component, they throw in some VR features because I know they're having accessibility features in there, and they let you yeah into the world of Horizon Forbidden West. Through the $40. lens of a Zero Dawn remaster, that's worth forty dollars. Again, no, I'm not yeah. saying seventy. That's worth forty dollars though. <laughs> I think
1: I think I'm in agreement with you there. I think forty dollars is the maximum though that this can go for without me sit, sitting here telling you whenever this releases that I'm disgusted. And I think we both know deep down, Sony's charging seventy dollars for this game. Like they're going to charge seventy, and they're going to, and it's going to make everyone furious. I, I'm I'm cu- the negative backlash that they got for the Last of Us Part One did not stop them from selling that game for seventy dollars. It's still seventy dollars. You can't even game is not on sale anywhere. So that's let me ask another you, let me ask you a question, old. Vinny.
0: This is this yeah. is very funny to me because we have uh as we always say receipts from the podcast and going back to one of our very early episodes like we've been doing it for 400 episodes. But you know what I mean? <laughs> one of one yes. of the one of the very first episodes we had, we had a bet that the Last of Us multiplayer, whatever that was called, was going to be free. I said it was not going to be free. You said it's going to be free to play. Yeah. Everything that you're saying is pointing toward this game not being free to play. What is your gut check on that? How do you feel about that oh. bet that you made uh several months ago?
1: No, nah, I'm, I'm standing to... I'm sticking to my guns there. I have, I'm have i still no hesitation whatsoever. That game's going to be free to play. uh, No doubt in my mind. They, okay, they, and, just curious. And likely a Battle Royale, if I to bet. Just, I mean, the name in and of itself is Battle Royale. The Last of Us. You know what I mean? So uh, it's going to be a free to play game. I'd be shocked if that game comes out and it's... I like you what you did money there. For. I like what right? you did there. Tell me it doesn't... It's just brands itself. <laughs> it's like literally the name is The Last of Us. It's ideal for a battle royale god come on get out of here this is a free-to-play game uh no doubt in my mind
0: if you told me we were gonna have a two-hour podcast and an hour and 50 minutes of it was going to be talking about battle royales i would never have believed you in a million I would never years. never signed up i know you i yeah, you i would absolutely have, would, would not no, have signed not up for <laughs> it. yeah you would have said nope i'm not doing
1: it but here yet yeah, here we are
0: okay so yeah. we have we have a couple of of uh interesting topics at the very end of of the podcast this week So I'm trying to figure out how to divvy this up. Uh, Let's do for your consideration first uh, because that's going to be really quick. Um, So Vinny gave me the game Dreams and we don't have, I don't have a new new genre or topic prepared just quite yet. So we'll get back to everyone on that. We also have this backlog battle thing going on. So we'll sort of pivot into that after this. But here's a quick rundown of, of what I thought of Dreams. It is a... An insanely powerful set of tools that has no place. Just like I, I said before, and and playing it again. Just I mean, and playing it. I, I not again, but I, I played it a little. I played the demo. I think is what I had exposed myself to. But anyway, playing the game in a in a larger capacity just solidified that opinion of mine. There's no reason this needs to be on PlayStation. This should be a PC game engine full-fledged game engine and it's just like like why are we restricting ourselves to the playstation move controllers that came out in the early 2010s what is going on talk talk to me about this Vinny, because i don't understand you
1: know it's funny i brought i I gave you this game and i largely gave you this game because i i had one question i was going to ask you and so I got to ask it right now. Okay. Younger Vinny and Anthony. Yeah. With this sort of toolbox, knowing the toolbox, knowing the, the things that you can make in dreams. Do you think that younger Vinny and Anthony would have loved this? Granted, no. for our audience, Anthony and I, when we were younger, were obsessed with LBP, particularly LBP 2. Little Big Planet 2 was the one. That was the best one. Yeah. You don't. You think that we wouldn't have played this. No, I'm just. I no, I think we would have I, played. I actually, it. agree. I. agree. Yeah. I think we would have played do? it too. I don't. I agree with you. I agree. I think it's not as charming in the way that it that you create things and and things of that nature, where it was kind of it, it was just fun to create things together in LBP, and it made it charming and fun. And I don't know. I was just curious. I know this is a far more substantial and greater toolbox, and I I actually agree with you in a way that it's like. How is this not on PC? This should be on PC and available to, you know, that uh the, the, that sort of player base because you can only imagine, but some of the things that are made in this game, dude, are crazy. I mean, I saw a level where it was literally the Jurassic uh Jurassic Park introduction sequence, and it looked shot for shot exactly like it looked real, like it looked like the actual movie. I really couldn't believe that it was made That's in crazy. Dreams. so many times, so many things I've seen in this game that it's like, damn, like one one this game that insane, I played, what, yeah,
0: it was a 3D platformer, and Kelly came in the room and she was like, "What game is this? I like. Why are you playing this game without me? Because because we like 3D platformers. We play them together sometimes. Oh, that is so fun. And she thought it was like a real like because it it yeah. does. It looks like a real game. It had a main menu and options yeah. and 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 I exited out and went back in to see how it saved your progress and it's right in there. You just go right back in and it picks up right where you left off. It's I'm not denying that it isn't a very, very lucrative uh, set of tools. It is. It's, it's a really, really, really awesome set of tools here. Here's, here's a, an analogy or not an analogy, but sort of an, an example. Um, so as, as we discussed, I'm a giants fan. Our, our cousin, Joey is also a giants fan. Joey makes great, uh, you know, they're sort of funny. We just sort of share them amongst ourselves. But he makes really good um, highlight reels to get you excited for the giant season. And he makes them on Share Factory on his PS4. And oh w- But why would you do that? Why would you do that when you could double click on Premiere Pro and make the same thing? He told me how he edited it and i was just laughing <laughs> he said i had to export it every single time i made a change do this do that and it's just an extra barrier that you don't need why are you going to do these things on dreams that you could do way easier if you had a dreams on a computer because the the amount that you need to learn uh in dreams and and i will argue that they do a very nice job of creating tutorials and sort of easing you into what you can do with dreams it's still a a very big mess uh of 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 things that you need to learn and, and just sort of yeah a, a workflow situation with designing a game that rivals uh unreal engine 4 or you know I, I i even think on on some level game maker is probably easier game maker for pc now that's for mainly 2d games but but still i just I just think that um i i, I, I don't I don't understand the market I guess is my biggest yeah. thing who is this game for exactly that's
1: exactly where I was gonna go with it where it's I'm just so intrigued and kind of questioning the direction that this game is going as well as where Media Molecule is going with it. Where, what, what is, what sort of, what is going on with Media Molecule? I guess this is my question. What, Right. I mean, this is the epitome of what they have strived to do, the play, create, share model. This is like, this is it. They're not, it's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any more complex. This is like, you can make everything. So, are they going to continue to update dreams? Is, is that what they're doing? If so, what sort of, how much money are they making off of that? How long can they live off of the little big planet IP? I'm curious now, are we, and I would love to see it. And I know you would, can we get little big planet four from media molecule or just a reboot of the genre or of the game in general? Like, can we get, another little big planet game from this studio. If I'm corporate at Sony, I'm saying, you know what? You guys have had your 12 years here to do your dreams. Now we need to start making money and you can also create a game that you, but at the same time, I'm sure media molecule may be one of the studios that doesn't want to do LBP anymore. You know what I I mean? I don't think they do. So I don't, I I kind of get that vibe as well. I think you just answered your own question. Yeah, me too. And
0: I really feel like Sackboy: a big adventure is the next evolution of this, of the, Little Big Planet IP. Um, Sackboy is still a a very important mascot for Sony, I would argue. Yes. Um, And Sackboy, a big adventure, is it's really, really good. It's uh, sort of like Mario 3D Land. It has that. I don't know if you've ever played that, but I've only played a couple levels, but it's that same top down. Yes. It's like two and a half D, I guess is the best way to describe it. But it's almost like Crash, but not really. Um, it's really good though. It's really, really good. It's pretty easy. It, it doesn't get hard till the very end. That's my biggest complaint, but it's really good. And I think that, um, that's the, the next natural evolution of Sackboy boy and little big planet as, as an IP or IPs. Um, yeah. but I wanted to backpedal and go back to dreams itself for a little bit. Because you asked the question, what, what do they do with it? Are they making money off of it? If if it was up to me, if I was Media Molecule. So there are people that are turning into legit game developers, indie game developers from using Dreams. Why not reward these people that have been so loyal to your platform by creating a PC version of the game if you wanted, because I'm, I guarantee you of any, if they put it dreams on PC, they could streamline so many things about it because it's, it's that's, that's just where you have a mouse and keyboard. That's, that's what you need to be creative in my opinion. You know, you also have tablets, you know, that you can draw on. Those are very good for artists too, but, but for game developers, for, uh, video editors, you really need a computer. Um, So that's one. But two, have the ability to export these games into their own independent uh, products. That's, That's massive. That would be a massive deal. And that would say to the world, hey, Dreams is more than just a game. It is an engine. It is Unreal 4. It is uh game maker studio it is you know it, we're on par with one of these engines okay that's that would be my approach with dreams because they have put so much work into this product and i really tried to play if i really tried to create my own level and it was it was exhausting it felt like work yeah. it felt like i was yes. back in like a uh, school trying to make uh, an animation or something which i i you know was not that was not my forte in the media world animation was not it for me <laughs> and so uh, yeah. i it, it, it was hard it was really hard so so mad. seriously mad props to people that are able to make the things that they've made with this program and and seriously just really impressive that media molecule stuck with it all these years and uh that's really all i have to say about dreams yeah. but again we, we w- do have some more topics Vinny, do you have any closing comments on Dreams before? Last
1: thing on this, I think you've convinced me more than ever, particularly with with that last piece that you gave, that that is their next game. The next game that Media Molecule is going to release is the PC version of Dreams. Yeah, I think that's what they're likely working on. That's the next sort of evolution of this. I wholeheartedly agree with you in that, that sort of next step of actually releasing physical not physical game but you know digital releasing games that says made by dream engine you know that charge right. it's five dollars something like that and it's an exactly amazing something like that i I could wholeheartedly um see and i actually agree with you i think that's the wisest especially with sony's sort of push to get pc games out there uh this one just makes too much sense Uh and i think it will sell really well on pc as well i think there's the pc market is they're going to embrace that game. I, I really believe that.
0: But Vinny, the PlayStation store is littered with terrible bullcrap games like Foxyland and, and stuff that we talked about on the podcast. Yes. Things that are just, how are these on the PlayStation store? How did they get approved to be on the PlayStation store? Where I, my, my mind is just completely blown. And, yeah. and then you have Dreams where there are creators that are making quality content that instead of charging you for Dreams to play the content, which I also think that you can play the games without having the, the creative suite in Dreams for free. Because I want to say that I've browsed on there. Maybe it's on a time... Oh. Timed basis or something but anyway the, the point i'm trying to make is these creators should profit more than these money grubbers who make games that are just there in case they get lucky and somebody accidentally gets uh misled into thinking it's a real game and purchases one of these pieces of trash like i did in foxy land <laughs> like but whatever uh that's that's a conversation for another day um Let's move on. Like I said, for consideration, I normally put it at the end, but we have some two, uh, two more topics that are really, really going to be fun to uh, explore. One is inscription. We have a spoiler cast for that. Vinny beat it. And and I really want to do a, like a whole all encompassing review spoilers and everything. I'm going to do that last before we do that. We have backlog battle now. Let me explain what backlog battle is. It's a new segment and we're going to present each other. Well, we already did with a list of games. Uh, so we both gave each other a list of games that were on, on the back burner, on the backlog for us, obviously in the, in the title of the segment, you could have gathered that. So I gave any, a, a list of maybe 12 games and he gave me a list of the, about the same. And our goal is to pick, a game from the other person's backlog that that person will then play and beat and review. And I know we don't do number grades on this, on this podcast, but also give a number grade. Right. <laughs> That's like an inside joke. We don't do number grades. Um, that could be our first t-shirt. I know we don't do number grades. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do number grades, but <laughs> oh man, God, that should be a t-shirt. Anyway, so, we're going to take as long as we need to play these games at, at our leisure. And this is something we will address when both of us have beaten the Backlog Battle <laughs> games. Then what we're going to do is we're going to do a little ride up Vinny. And during the episode, we are going to send the ride up to one another so there's no... Um, I don't know what you're laughing about, but but so Anthony, there's no... I'm so sorry. Go ahead.
1: I have to cut you off because I thought of, honestly... Probably the stupidest, dumbest thing that okay. I've ever thought of. When you brought up that number grades thing, because you said it'd be a great T-shirt idea. Yeah. You know where my my mind went? What is is Valentine's Day cards? You could give Kelly your girlfriend a Valentine's Day card that says, "I know I don't do number <laughs> grades, and it's a photo of you." And then she opens it, but <laughs> if I were, I'd give you a ten. <laughs> I know. There's so many different ways you could go with. It. I know I don't do number grades, but if I were, I'd give you a 10. It's like a perfect Valentine's Day card. <laughs> god, man. The marketing is like right there. Oh, it's my God. It's like a god. photo of you, like, oh you my know, god, thinking of a number grade. Oh, God. Just something to think about. so dumb.
0: I don't know if I'm going to uh, edit that out, Vinny, because that's you pretty funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen back and see if our listeners deserve to hear that incredibly awful joke. So, anyway... Uh. What we're going to do is we're going to give each other a write-up and we're going to send it to each other live, not live, but, you know, while we're recording. So there's no funny business and we're going to have, we're, we're each going to have our honest grade of each other's game that we picked off of the backlog of the other person. Now that the, I made it sound way more confusing than it actually is. Vinny's going to give me his backlog. I picked the game. I gave him my backlog. He picked the game. We're going to review them. Whoever wins will have some sort of a prize. Okay? Now, Vinny, I need your full, honest... I, I need you to promise me you're going to review the game honestly. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I will. Okay. Now, here's the yes. funny thing. I've played some of these games on your backlog, but I'm thinking about gambling and doing a game I haven't played. Me too. That's that's kind of the route that I was going, because I want you to review something so I know...
1: If I should go and play it, so <laughs> a it's like a win-win for me. So I, I gave you a great game, and also now I gotta go play it. You know, so see, I, yeah, I've
0: been I, debating, I, and I've been going back and forth. But uh, Vinny, the game that I'm going to give you, do we, should we read out my backlog? I was
1: games, thinking about no? that, but
0: I deleted mine off of our thread, so. I have yours right now. Right oh, behind. you do? Okay. So you yeah. read mine, and yeah. I'll read yours just to make it more confusing. So Anthony's backlog is what, Benny? What's <laughs> on my backlog?
1: <laughs> All right. Anthony's backlog consists, consists of the following games. Shadow of the Colossus, Red Dead Redemption 2, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part 2, Nier Automata, Persona 5, Resident Evil Remake 2, the Witcher 3, Tomb Raider 2, Dishonored, Kentucky Route Zero, Batman Arkham Knight, Wolfenstein 2, Cuphead, Pillars of Eternity, and Returnal. And the award goes to. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I just read like a <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> um Ah oh man, I'm 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 let me, let me let you know where my head is at, okay? Because there's a lot of good games here. And I want to give you Resident Evil Remake 2. Like, deep down, I want to. But a part of me kind of, and very oddly, I don't know what it is because I've de- been debating if I want to play it too, is Batman Arkham Knight. I know that sounds mm. weird, but that's a game that I always see on my library that I want to play. And then another part of me, oh God, every part of me wants, wants to play all these different games. Near Automata is a really good one too that I kind of want to... Okay, Anthony, I've made up my mind. Okay, I'm giving you the winner goes to the game that you will have to review is Near Automata. (laughs) Giving you Near Automata. (laughs) (laughs) That's what's happening because I have I want to play it, but I don't know if it's good enough for me to play. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make you review this game so I can find (laughs) out. Okay, I'm laughing.
0: I'm laughing really hard because that was gonna be the game I picked for you, but I don't think we can both pick the same game. (laughs) That's pretty is that lame. The rules. I, okay. I don't know. I think it, it has to be. it's not. Games. That would be I like a does. different I didn't com- realize you were going to give me that. No, no, I that's fine. Okay, that would okay. be a different segment, you know what I mean? I, that would have a different vibe to it. That would be like an audience picks the game for both of us. Um, okay, I'll play that. That's fine. All right. All right. Thank you. Nice. Thank you uh for the award, Vinny. Uh, for you. <laughs> You're going to have to give me a second here. All this is staying in the podcast, by the way. This whole this whole ramble is—it's great material, at least for me. If you don't like it, you're not listening anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, I don't know why you're laughing again. You know what? I that keep, was a curveball, Vinny, because I was going to give you *Near Automata*. I, I, now I'm leaning I, toward I know, *Disney totally dreamlight, dreamlight Valley*. Uh, now, <laughs> wait—you have to read out my games first. You read oh yeah. Out. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, Vinny. <laughs> Vinny's backlog. It consists of, and the nominees are: The Evil Within Two, Shovel Knight Pocket Dungeon, Disney's Dreamlight Valley, Mass Effect Collection, Nier Automata, Neo Two, Demon Souls, and Persona Five. And the don't give me the Mass Effect Collection. I'll let
1: you know right now. If you give me the Mass Effect Collection, I will not get through all three. Games. No,
0: I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Uh, is there is there a story mode to Disney Dreamlight Valley? That's what I need to find out right I now. I don't know. Live on air, I'm, a, I'm gonna in a
1: game that I want to play.
0: <laughs> no, I know I'm, it is, but that's that's like the funny curveball that like I wanna I wanna pick, just like the one that you never should have put on your list. I know. Now I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I, I don't
1: want to say I'm regretting putting it on there, but I'm also like, do I really want to sit here and play Disney's Dreamlight Valley? It got good reviews. That's why I. And was the award like, goes to. All right, go ahead.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, like, nervous. Like I, I was about to say one game, and then I just changed my mind. Oh, God. I want to give you Demon Souls, but I feel like we talked too much about it already. Persona 5, you're not going to beat. I know you're not going to beat Persona 5. Mmm. Mmm. You got to beat the game, Vinny. Remember, you have to beat the game. I know. These
1: are really long games. You got to be honest, like do mm. I have a chance of beating Neo 2, which I also really want to play, but I don't know how. You know long what? Screw that it.
0: Game is. Screw it. We're going to do Near Automata. You're going to play that as well. We're both going to play it cuz that's a game I wanted okay. to give you. That's a game in my heart I wanted to give you. We're just going to, this is not going to be backlog battle. Live on the air, I'm changing the name of this segment to a double four-year consideration Near Automata.
1: <laughs> a four-year consideration battle.
0: Also, don't write in about how we're mispronouncing the name of the game because I know we are. Vinny, right. one one word of warning to you with this game. Play it <laughs> play it on hard, okay? We have to play it on hard. Because it's it's I'm telling you it's better on hard, but it, when I beat Final I'm not Fantasy I'm playing
1: it on hard. There's no chance. You
0: okay, then do don't it. play it on hard. I don't know what to tell you. I'm playing it on hard. <laughs> when when I beat Final Fantasy 7 remake, I was like, I need another game like this. I need another game like this and I kept researching it and near automata was the one that kept coming up. So I think we're really going to like it. This is kind of cool that I've we're doing a, a double it, so. for your consideration here. I, I kind of, this yeah, might be I a kind of like it to be honest with you. Yeah, we might this need is,
1: to do this more often.
0: Where yeah. We're coming in. just So, game,
1: cause I've never played it.
0: Yeah. The one thing I will say, Um, if you do want to change the difficulty to hard, do it after you can save first. Cause I've played the opening couple of hours and there is no save point in the first three hours of the game. And I had it on hard and I, it took me 15,000 tries. You have to go through an entire segment without spoiling anything of like two different types of gameplay, three different types of gameplay, really. Um, and beat a boss without dying one time. And if you die, you have to start all over. It's like the most bizarre okay. opening to a game ever. So just get ready okay. for that. Cool. Um, but you can change the difficulty after, just to let you know. But all right, that's very exciting. We're going to do for an FOC, for our consideration. Maybe that's what we call the <laughs> topic. <laughs> God. Did you
1: just come up with that on the spot? Yeah, that's yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah that was really good that um was very good oh my god i i like this backlog battle idea though so we're gonna have to readdress this but this will just be called for hour consideration near automata and the other okay. cool thing is when we start to get our uh you know our following up a little bit more we'll we'll take write-ins and we'll we'll do this as well yeah. so you know just just a cool. way to mix things up we've been doing the same for your consideration and we've been getting getting kind of burned out i i feel like we we stopped beating the games and that was my first sign of it, um, but yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm excited. I, I I swear to you, Vinny, I had Near Automata circled. Like that was the game I was picking for you the whole way. And the fact that you picked that for me too is pretty funny. But Disney's Dreamy Valley had a shot there. The, the underdog was. That was the there. only Maybe other I game that, I was genuinely was considering. Was- <laughs> yeah, Demon Souls. You would have gotten annoyed with Demon Souls. That's why I didn't pick it. All right. Well, that was a great development there, Vinny, where we went from, we thought we were doing one segment backlog battle, and it turned into four hour consideration near automata. And, uh, I'm looking forward to it. And with that out of the way, here's our final topic. Spoilers, heavy, heavy, heavy spoilers for inscription. Do not listen to this. If you have not played inscription, please, the game is amazing. And you owe it to yourself to play inscription with that out of the way. Here is the spoiler cast Anthony and Vinny's review of Inscription. Vinny, I'm going to let you start first.
1: Yeah, I suppose I'm I'm going to be a little all over the place. Um for me personally, since we're people that are listening have probably played the game before, uh I would hope up to this point that the one thing that stuck out to me with this game is just the risks that it took within the genre and I love that it took those risks and that the game just takes so many crazy fucking turns that you do not see coming whatsoever the game is really bizarre it's like truly like one of the most bizarre games I've ever played I love every second of it it is so much fun the moment-to-moment gameplay the card game is just so good that the game is it does a lot of fun ways of mixing it up changing the environment up throughout the entirety of the campaign the i think for me and i i think you're going to agree with me the introduction sequence the initial area that you're at kind of the beginning area that's the best one i i think that's just that's the one that is outstanding from top to bottom yeah i agree amazing the card design the the old man that we know is an old man when you see him for the first time is honestly one of the craziest fucking moments and it, honestly like you get chills when the light goes on and you see him for that split second i remember it took me like four times to beat him so every time that he would f- flick on the light and you could actually see who you were fighting against it's like man this is really creepy like i'm in this old dude, old dude's cabin like it's an actual just old dude with oh dude it's so freaking creative i loved it so that opening sequence is amazing and the best part is that it's only the opening sequence and you, you think that's the whole game that's, right. that's why it's and right. it, dude it's so much fun then it goes to the 2d world which is like what the fuck am i playing i thought it was the epilogue i was like oh this is the epilogue this is like some weird thing that they're doing and then i'm like wait this is like a game in and of itself. I've been in this 2D world for like three hours now. The game is so much fun, dude. I will say this. There's one risk with the game that I don't think resonated with me. <laughs> I know what least, you're going to say already. And that's the real world, dude. I just... I can't. I, I can't. like, I, I didn't really particularly enjoy those segments, even though I was still intrigued by them because the game was so much fun. I was actually like... you know, I was watching all the segments, but the acting was very subpar It was very mediocre that's what i was gonna
0: say i want to interject on that point because we talked about it
1: i'm I'm, yeah no we can go back and forth here we we talked about it go ahead
0: yeah we talked about it a little bit um off the air if the acting the the idea isn't bad the acting was just i'm sorry and i feel really (laughs) bad for the actor but the acting (laughs) was not good it was not good maybe maybe they didn't get the takes that they needed Maybe they they I don't know. I'm trying to trying to defend the acting perform the performances here, but especially when, when the uh the girl comes in and she's just like a she looks oh like a college gosh. kid and she comes in and she says she's with the FBI or something, and I'm like <laughs> That's what? right I've what? about that.
1: It looks like one of those really like poorly made horror films, like
0: really, right. really bad. Right. Like, store, so like
1: Minimal budget. It, I'm yeah.
0: all about suspending your disbelief, right? And I think that's important to consume any media. But it was hard for me to suspend my disbelief in that moment, and and the yeah. only reason I was able to get to to get through that hurdle is because the rest of the game, the other 90 percent of the game, is so freaking amazing.
1: Oh my god, amazing!
0: Like it is amazing. so good, and and it is so much fun. It's it's a uh, the way that the cards talk to you, like the, the stoat, the way the stoat talks to you and it ends up being the computer guy.
1: Oh my God. So cool. Just
0: so so clever. The way in the first act of the game, I, I like to separate the game into three acts. The first act being inside the cabin, the second act being obviously the, the, uh, um, 2d sort of world. And the third act being the computer world. So in the first act we have the cabin guy and the way that he takes your picture and makes you a so card cool. that you can somehow stumble upon on your next playthrough, I thought was just so clever. That was the that was the one little uh, nugget for the, for Act One. For Act Two, uh, the the one risk that to to use your words, the one <clears throat> risk that I really liked in Act Two. Um, was just I, I mean i the whole act 2 i'm i'm trying to remember it's it's been a while since i've played it's been a few months now but uh the whole the the way that you could uh have any type of card like you could have bone cards or you could have it just added another element to the game you could have bone cards you could have uh the energy <clears throat> excuse me you could have the the robot cards which worked off energy and there were so many yep. different synergies you could do in that second act that it was almost so overwhelming like they could mm-hmm. have made a 20 to 30 hour game just on that second world. You know, like, like the first, the first one I I feel like got a little bit repetitive, but the second one, I feel like they could have made an entire world. And then you get to the third act, the computer area, which is back to the roots of the first area. But the favorite gimmick for lack of a better word, we'll call it risk. I feel like that's a better, uh, more uh, positive term was when they take your, your friends list And make your friends list people that you're fighting by connecting to the internet. When they did that, I lost it. I was like, this is one of the most creative things I've ever seen in a video game of all time. And yours was probably cool because you had your PlayStation friends list. For me, it was my Steam friends list, which was like three friends. But it was cool because Vinny12077, which was your name, came up on there. And it was like really, really cool um so awesome but uh those so were much fun those were the three highlights for me and then the way that the game deletes itself and and the assets start to get deleted while you're fighting in that fourth act i would call that the epilogue was just so it was surreal it was surreal it was weird but in all the right ways that's uh in a nutshell the biggest takeaways i had from the game uh i don't know if you want to bounce off of that at all vinnie
1: Nah, I I mean you put it perfectly. The game is outstanding. The epilogue is it's one of those moments where you're like, like almost like jaw dropping. Draw, eh, excuse me, jaw dropping. Like right. genuinely, like what is this? Right, I love it. And there's and the epilogue sequence. Don't know if you remember it. How vividly you remember it? It's fresh in my mind because I just played it. There are four different bosses that you fight in that epilogue or I think three different ones that you fight for a minimal amount of time while the game is kind of deleting itself there's one that is a woman that is like a witch woman yeah and the board and you probably play her for like maybe a minute and a half you you fight her and it is so like I it it was one of those moments where I was like, "This is honestly one of the coolest things I've ever experienced in a game." It was that cool, and then you flip to another board, another type of game, and then the the game deleting itself. It was just truly like jarring in a good way, like mind boggling, like it was crazy.
0: Do you, do you remember um, but when I loved it? Do you remember when you had the yeah. the uh, the Yu Gi Oh arm thing? Yes, but like Unreal. all the assets are deleting behind you, and it's almost empty Great at goodness. that point. It's and but at that point. There was no rhyme or reason like you couldn't even really yeah. like you You're could attack. There was there. yeah, there was some sort yeah. of a mechanism there to keep your attention, but the game was deleting itself. It's Crazy. just one of the most creative things I've ever seen Yeah, uh, in any piece of art. This this game is special. It is it is. Special. it is so special. Let me ask you this while we're wrapping this up. Do you where do you think they
1: go from here? Do we get another inscription game or is this it? I have a feeling that we're going to get another one because there's so many different but I'm also fearful of another one. I don't want like I don't know. What are your feelings? Are we getting a sequel here? I I just is this going to stand like is this going to stand on its own? I just get the feeling we're going to get another one. I do um, because I think this is successful enough. There's a p. there's a PS5 port. I don't know if I want another one, though. That's the other thing. But the card game is so good. You know what I mean? Like, it's this... The actual gameplay is so much fun. And, ah, oh, man. I hope that they do another one. I do. Well, you know um, that there's I, a, I cannot wait if they do.
0: You know that there's a uh, sort of, like, um, different mode that you can play, right? It's, it, it's not, like, the story mode, but you can go in there and there's, like, a roguelike... Sort of mode that you can play, which is cool. Oh, really? But really, the yeah,
1: I, I like the story. That's
0: yeah. what I was yeah. about to say. The selling point of the game is the story. Oh yeah, that's. Re- I mean, yeah, I mean, no don't get me wrong. Yeah. the The gameplay is amazing. Um, but the mystery behind what is this cabin that I'm in? What are these? Again, it's not the. I liked the the cutscene break. I thought it was a good break from the action. What are these these uh, videos that I'm watching? Why are there? Why are they disappearing and some of them are deleted? It was the the acting was not up to par. Yeah. But inscription, it was based on uh a a like flash game. Uh believe it or not. So there was I don't want to say maybe not a flash game, but it was something. Uh there was like a demo that was out. And it's this guy, uh Daniel Mullins, and he has two other games that are on one is on looks like steam only and the other ones on i guess also pc inscriptions the only one that came to other consoles from the looks of it but uh apparently pony island is also very good another one of his games but if you like this style vinnie i would i would check out pony island or the hex those are his other two games yeah uh but i don't think he'll make another one i don't of inscription i think that it is it's it's just it would ruin the yeah uh i don't know this game is like timeless i understand why it got game of the year nods all over the place in 2021 uh when it originally came out makes total sense it's it's uh it's a special game it's so good i just wish i could forget the game so i could play it again i know fresh exactly i'm right there with you man. remember the I moon sing
1: it's praises enough when you had to fight oh, the actual moon <laughs> yes so cool yes dude and all the mass are flying around it. yeah oh my gosh dude it is so good so good i'm glad i'm glad we got to talk about it because it, it deserves all the praise in the world
0: yeah and and imagine if they did a multiplayer version of inscription
1: see I was thinking that but I don't know how it would work that's what I was gonna say how would that work? players turns ahead right of time which would be really difficult to do that yeah you know now would it surprise me if that happened I you gotta think they're looking into it based on just the success yeah of inscription um but you just gotta think with the success of this game they they want to do something else in this universe
0: let, and, let me let me put it this way. Uh, I hope that that Daniel Mullins next game is not Inscription 2 or some one-off of Inscription. I want him to make something else. I want to see where he goes from this. Yeah. And realizes yeah. his full potential. Inscription might be it or he might have something even crazier in the tank. Just whatever it is, get better actors, please. <laughs> That's all I ask. I know, my goodness. He's got the money
1: now, so I'm right. sure he can afford, you know. I'm sure it'll be better.
0: All right. Well, my goodness, Vinny, that is it for this episode of the PS blue podcast. Again, we are giving away a $20 PlayStation store gift card on episode 20. So don't forget about that. And until next time, I'm Anthony as always joined by Vinny. See you guys for episode 19 of the PS blue podcast. See you guys.